Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 151 of the Mobile Syrup Syrupcast. As you may have noticed, Igor is not in the office today, so you're stuck with me, Patrick O'Rourke, hosting this week's episode. Um, as always, the Syrupcast is a podcast dedicated to fostering intelligent and sometimes funny discussion related to the Canadian tech and telecom ecosystem. And when I'm hosting, I always get some video game stuff in there somehow. Um, this week, we have a few topics worth discussing, uh, but I think the main thing that we're going to talk about um, is Qualcomm's annual uh, summit, which was in Hawaii. Rose was down there. She covered all of the news for us. I think the biggest thing out of the event was the Snapdragon 845. That was the biggest thing. And yeah, it was hard. It was difficult going to Hawaii in December um, to cover a tech summit, but I did it. Cool. Uh, and and it was, it was at, no, it was quite enjoyable. And everybody from like all the different Android publications was there. That's awesome. Uh, it was very big summit. And yeah, the main thing was uh, the 845, which came on the second day after they talked about the uh, ARM-based laptops, that. which we'll, we'll get into like briefly, but definitely less of big news uh, than the 845. But first, I should introduce everybody. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. I almost forgot that. So uh, on this week's podcast, we have a grand cast of Rose Bahar. Uh, senior reporter at Mobile Syrup and Samir Chabra, not spelled C H A H B R A H, like I did once. Did, did you actually do that? Was that? Yeah. Don't you remember when I spelled your last name Chabra? I mean, I thought that was just you like doing the the, the Chabra sound. I didn't know that was like an actual no, like I intentional act- spelling I, of my name. <laughs> I actually spelt it that way. Um, I think it was because I wasn't like thinking about what I was writing. Anyways, that that's besides the point. Um, I believe your official position is staff writer. Uh, staff reporter. Staff reporter. Because you have a business card that says that. On yes, that, right? I do. Um, yeah, but uh, Rose, please continue uh, regarding the Snapdragon 845 and your experience down in beautiful Hawaii. Right. So, um, had a great time down in Hawaii with all the different Android reporters, uh, you know, worldwide. And uh, we came there to hear about the latest and greatest chipset that will grace all pretty much, you know, most of the flagship Android phones of the next year. Did they reveal any specific devices that are going to feature it? Uh, I'm guessing no, but... One did come out. One company came out on stage, Xiaomi, and said, we're going to, our next flagship is going to have the 845 in it. So they sort of claimed that title of first announcing it. You can't buy Xiaomi phones if officially here i think you can get some of them on amazon dean Dean was telling me about that but i I don't think you can officially buy them like through a carrier best buy or anything no you can't yeah not yet um who knows when they will come if they do um but uh we know you know generally in the past the google pixel phones have had uh the latest qualcomm chipset in them um same with samsung and so we know that uh, in the future, probably we'll see quite a lot of those. And, and LG as well, though they've lagged behind last year and they didn't have the 35. But in any case, 
Um, the A45 came out and it was mostly all about um, image enhancements for the for the image signal processor, uh, which they also sort of said that that AI was a large part of this new chipset, but it kind of felt shoehorned in um, probably just because Huawei and Apple have made such a big deal about their neural neural engine or neural processing units um which in fact like qualcomm made the point that they've been working on ai processing uh, through their their digital signal processing unit for a long time so this was it was mostly all about ai whereas last year with the 835 it was focused on vr ar it was yeah it was more focused on vr last year but i would say this year it was Probably, I think they made their slides and they were like, this is about image signal processing. And then they were like, oh, crap, you know, Apple and Huawei have been bumping up AI. We don't want to seem like we don't work on that. So they added that in. Did did they at all talk about like, so every year when these new processors come out, we know that they're more powerful and people Mm -hmm. like to kind of tout how much more powerful. That's like a very Apple thing to do. Did they talk about that? How much more powerful the 845 is compared to the 835? They did. They did. This is the second generation of 10 nanometer um, chip for them. And, uh, you know, so that's, it's the same size, but they've really sort of worked on advancing like efficiencies and really using that, that uh, 10 nanometer process to its fullest, fullest extent. So uh, they promised a 30% reduction in power consumption, um, 30% better performance for graphics. That's pretty big. So that's related to, um, you know, mixed reality, um, which, by the way, a little sidebar. So they took to calling it um, XR. Uh, so apparently the umbrella term mixed reality was not broad enough. They wanted an umbrella term for augmented so virtual and mixed reality and so now they're calling it but, xr and but, i'm outraged but mixed reality is augmented reality and virtual reality together yeah exactly and micro- microsoft came up with that term I yeah. Think. yeah so they were like no 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 that's just one of the realities uh, xr is the umbrella term. let's just call everything mixed reality and and be yeah. done with it i know can we not be done with it it's really it's too much but um yeah for for so i guess the most impressive things were with the camera and the Spectra 280 is what they call their image signal processing unit. Um, so they went from 8-bit color depth to 10-bit from the 835. Um, and you'll see more shades of color. So that relates to like, you know, when you take a picture and there's the sun in it. And there's all these kinds of bands around the sun where it's going from light to dark blue. Totally, yep. Uh, so it's going to reduce that because there will be more shades of blue. That's cool. That's, that I think that'll change things a little more than than it might sound right now. Absolutely, yeah. You know, that's going to make things look better. They also promise a seventy percent increase in uh, color gamut, so not just shades, but actually more colors. And I'm probably most excited about um, just the 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 like reduction of noise that they're promising. So um, with multi-frame noise reduction technology so all high and this is in photos right? yeah it's in it's in photos so all high-end cameras um they take multiple most of them right now they take multiple photos and merge them into one to to create the like optimal best especially uh dual lens cameras right yeah yeah. um so like for instance the s s9 i think it is no the s8 takes three pictures and merges it into one Mm -hmm best final product um but this one will be able to take 60 pictures at the same time in a second in one second 
and uh, at 16 megapixels and they'll merge them all together so hopefully that should make pictures look just a shit ton better a lot better um and of course that comes along with 60 frames per second uh 4k hdr video recording which is something we were talking about before that the iphone 10 doesn't have 60 it's it's 60 frames per second uh 4k but not with hdr yeah it's gonna be a first within the mobile within the mobile space so those are some of the exciting parts of the actual image um signal processing and uh was there any cool like i don't know anecdotes from the actual experience of covering it that you you could discuss that are 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 not the nitty-gritty horrible things that happen behind the scenes yeah i have got one story so the first day of the actual uh, event we were promised a you know good strong wi-fi to deliver our stories oh, on yeah, you told me that. and uh the wi-fi just straight up didn't work inside the space that we were writing in uh for the whole entire first day uh or most of the first day and so we were all kind of outraged everybody was pretty annoyed and then the next day um uh, executive keith crescent comes up on stage and he says oh the reason that that didn't work yesterday is because it was broadcom equipment throwing some shade yeah that's what he said so you know for those who don't know broadcom is attempting a hostile takeover and uh so he was blaming it on that and then he said we've switched out all the equipment to qualcomm equipment so now everything will run smoothly right of course yeah and my, you know, cynical reporter brain was like, is that accurate? Was this, you know, what happened here? They probably just unplugged the Broadcom mm-hmm. modem and plugged it back in again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all they did. So there was, that was the one big moment of, of Broadcom shade that was thrown uh, during the conference. Cool. Uh, so I have another question eventually, but I mean, uh, was there anything else interesting that came out of the event beyond the Snapdragon 845? Was there, I remember reading something usb-c related or um, am i just imagining that i mean i i don't really recall what that particular was or i'm I'm not sure if i wrote on that but i did write on um the fact that like the the their bluetooth 5 system that they have the proprietary technology that they're working on um, should be a lot better than what's currently available. Uh, more devices and apparently a 50% reduction in power. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that should be pretty neat. Is it going to connect automatically? Because <laughs> that's all I care about. I know, wouldn't that be great? Um, and then also there are their X20 modem that's coming in the the Snapdragon 845. is uh, It's going to have 1.2 gigabit uh, per second speeds. Wow. So that's that's higher than than uh, the previous by about like two, you know, two like so it the past one was like one gigabit per second speeds, if in theory, and I'm sure like this won't actually get to one point two gigabit speeds, um, but it's getting closer and closer to that, and that's, that's pretty exciting. crazy. Yeah. Um. So the one question that I wanted to to kind of pose i mean so we know that the snapdragon 845 exists but in terms of the canadian market and i guess i could start with samir what device do you think is going to be released here that features it first 
Like, I know that like this is purely speculation. No, 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 obviously, it's, it's, but not, like, it's not even it's not even uh, the matter of speculation. I'm fine with speculating on that. It's just uh, I guess my question is which company is announcing uh, the next generation device first? Like Samsung, oh, that's the thing, right? So, like, like Samsung, like, are they going to be a CES with the S9? So, because if if they're a CES with the S9, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to bet any money on it, but so the, I'll, I'll bet I'll bet a hamburger that the S9 and the S9 Plus have the A45. In, in years past, the way it's worked is, um, I think that it was the case with the S8 where Samsung teased the S8 at, um, like we know it's coming, obviously. Yeah, no, like this phone's coming yeah, out yeah. And at some point early on um, in, in 2018. So they teased uh, the S8 at CES, but then um, when Mobile World Congress rolled around, that was when the big reveal happened. So I expect the same thing this year. There'll be like a trailer and like maybe a glimpse of it or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, which which so you're saying Samsung? You think that the I mean, S9? Yeah, so gonna... I'm I'm gonna say yeah. I I'll say that in Canada, probably the S9, um, yeah, unless unless for some reason Huawei manages to circumvent uh, Samsung and LG and man, like release a, an 845 compatible device before them, just just for the sake of being able to say that hey, we did it first. And I'd, I'd guess that we would get the the Snapdragon variant of the device in Canada as well, rather than the uh, Exynos. Yeah, yeah, because I, I believe that's been the case the last couple of years for. Uh, both the Note and and yep. the the uh, S series devices as well with Samsung. Uh, Rose, what about you? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say probably Samsung gets the first stab at it. They're the uh, foundry partner again this year. Okay, so obvi- yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be them. 100%. <laughs> Sorry, so, Patrick, it was a good question, but like, go. <laughs> I was gonna go out on a limb and feel like the the G seven's gonna feature it because LG knows that they have ground to make up and they want to be first, but. <laughs> That would be, I mean, hopefully they'll at least have it. That because, would be good if they didn't have the 835 in well, there. With the G6, they had the 825, yeah. right? And that yeah. was the biggest issue with that phone was yeah. that you were buying last year's processor with a phone that looked like this year's phone um, and why the V30 turned out to be a better device. Uh, but, I mean, if they're the foundry partner, that's it. That's yeah, the, the I mean. Of, that's the end of the game. Done deal. Um, so I, that was the, the main topic of discussion this week. Uh, and the other thing that we're going to do um, is we're going to take some reader questions. Uh, so we have one audio one that we'll get to. Uh, but the first one uh, comes from Jeremy in Moncton, New Brunswick. Hey, I probably know you and your family, Jeremy. I'm from the East Coast, too. They just live down the street from you, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so he has two different questions, um, and they're both pretty good ones. So uh, Jeremy says, I recently switched to Eastlink after being with TELUS for about 10 years. Eastlink is expanding into New Brunswick and was offering contract buyouts, and they have great rate plans. So I negotiated with TELUS, and they could not match what Eastlink offered. Um, he says that he was on a disca- discounted plan with TELUS at the time, um, For he, he says for what it's worth. Um, and he was curious what we think um, negotiating or leveraging loyalty to a company does in terms of getting uh, getting you a better deal. Is this? I, I guess he's kind of asking, like, is this something that we've done in the past with our own personal plans? Um, so I mean, Samir, we can we can start with you. So uh, really quick to answer that question, Jeremy. No, I don't. Um, I don't typically. Uh, no, I, I I I have not done any leveraging on my part. But I haven't brought up my mother in in a hot minute. So yes, my mother uh, is the person in my family who who gets on the horn with Rogers <laughs> and is like, "Hey, we have been in this country for uh, 17 years, and we have been proud." loyal customers to you fist shaking everything why why am i paying x amount of money for x amount of product i i i i think it's important that i pay less for more or i'm going to switch to one of your competitors and she i swear she's on the phone for like two hours three hours and does it work does it work it does wow okay it's terrifying it it, i i mean we have yes 
Long story short, it works. So if you've got the time, then give it a shot. See what happens. That's the thing. It's the time that you need. It really doesn't matter what you say or what tone you say it in. It's just that you're willing to be on the phone for, you know, four hours of your day. I have friends that have done it that are like hardcore deal hunters and the type of person that like the first time you meet them, the second thing they say to you is like how cheap their cell phone plan is. You know, those type of people. What a great conversation starter. I know. Um, I've never done it personally because I don't have the time. Um, And I mean, I like to save money too, but I, I would also say that I just don't care that much. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, saving $10 would be nice, but I don't really want to yell at someone on the phone and, and well not yell at them but like i i don't like confrontation and i I don't want to like argue with someone on the phone to save 10 bucks you know what i mean like that's not worth it to me as much as i would enjoy saving money i know it's kind of blasphemous because i write all of these deal posts but very rarely do i check them out myself yeah me too um man i well we were just talking about like the the uh, rogers was it a rogers mm-hmm. deal yeah um, there's a huge rogers deal right now that i i would I actually has me considering uh switching providers i'm currently with kudo i, I but i won't end up doing it i know like deep down i'm not going to take those extra steps well, and there's end up requirements leaving. right like is that 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 deal that you're talking about it's nice it's it was it's what 10 gigs, 10 gigs. 60 yeah. bucks yeah but like the, the caveat is other than alberta and british columbia um you have to new activation and also you have to get a new device which i'm happy with my device i'm more or less happy with the 50 bucks i'm paying yes freedom mobile um so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that i'm sorry guys yeah it's just i know not, i i said i was going i'm not going to it's just not worth it uh well i mean maybe it's worth it but the hassle the hassle of switching and then having to actually buy a device outright like does that uh when you when you add up all the numbers does that equal the, the 10 gigs that you're getting you know what i mean like uh, plus yeah. it's a contract yeah it's you're, a, you're stuck in. in a contract too Con- yeah but there there are deals too for you know off contract um phones as well and i think honestly it really is worth it financially to do this i just don't do it because i really don't want to spend that time yep I but i do th- i mean jeremy like please do it like do it for yourself yeah it's good for your bank account i think if you have the time brunswick and the people i think if you have the time like you can definitely get somewhere yeah um, if you're willing to go through those those steps uh so jeremy also has a second question um i'll, I'll try to sort of uh, cut it down because it's a little long uh so he says he says a lot of people when comparing android phones to apple point to how much better the benchmark score is on apple phones and especially the chip in the iphone 10 um, I'm a long-running Samsung user and have the Note 8. In day-to-day comparisons, I've seen the Note 8 um, compared to the iPhone X in the real world. And in terms of uh, real-world use, it's only like one or two seconds um, when you're opening, closing, or loading apps. Uh, so his question is, is it really worth paying more money for an Apple device uh, with less? He describes outdated features um, when compared to the, to the Note 8. Uh, so I mean I I can I can take that first. I I think the Note 8's a great phone. Um, I w- was pretty generous with it when I reviewed it. But I also think the iPhone 10's a great phone, and I also think that they're both too much money for phones. 
Um, they come in at around the same price tag in Canada, about a thousand three hundred, uh, give or take a couple dollars. Um, and I don't know. I I think if those are the two phones that you're set on buying, it really comes down to whether you're an iPhone or uh, an Android user. Um, and that that's the kind of decision. If you want to hit that upper echelon price point of of devices, those are the two. I would say best smartphones on the market and it depends on on what you're looking for, right? Like if if you've been a Samsung user for years and you're thinking about jumping to the iPhone, I don't know if it's really worth it. You should probably just stick with uh, the Note 8 and vice versa, the same story for, for Apple. Right. I mean, also to note, there there is a difference between everyday usage and bench, benchmarking usage. Oh, totally. Um, so I think those two use cases are somewhat different. Um, when you're looking at just everyday usage, if you're a, I don't think it matters much. I mean, I think you probably answered your own question. Totally. If you prefer the Android ecosystem, but you know in the back of your mind it takes a couple more seconds for things to load, um, then you know the answer. You still prefer the Android ecosystem. And, uh, you know, for, for most people, a few seconds is not going to bother them. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. What about you, Samir? I mean, uh, again, they're both fantastic phones um and i i think i've stated my my issues with the with the samsung ui in the past so i'm not going to bring those up again but like it's it, if, if the question is is it really worth paying more for an apple device and not, not sorry not an apple device an apple phone with quote-unquote less and outdated features well i think i think again um and i have brought this up a number of times what you're paying for with apple isn't the device you're paying for the ecosystem um, so Rose, you brought up the Android ecosystem. I think I think it's it, it, it's it's beyond that with Apple, of course, because you have the Apple ecosystem. You you've got the 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 watch, and you've got the phone, and you've got the iPad, and you've got the MacBook or the Mac. So if you're if you're heavily invested in in, in Apple and all things Apple, then yes, it actually does make a little bit more sense to spend that that extra money on the iPhone 10 versus the Note 8. But if you've got a Windows computer. Or you don't even have an iPad or an Apple Watch. If you don't have like wireless headphones and you've 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 you um you've got wired headphones, then sure, yeah, totally. The, the Note 8's a great choice, and the iPhone 10's a great choice too. So I think I think in a way he like answered his own question. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, he's I obviously yeah. a Samsung dude. That's kind of like, and that's fine. That's fine. That's completely fine. Maybe his friend has an iPhone 10 or something, and is like, look how cool this phone is. You should totally buy it. Um, and, and he's like second guessing his purchasing decision. Uh, but I mean, if you're a Samsung guy and you're happy with your device, just be happy with it. And I mean, Hey, you don't have to worry about, uh, privacy or massive privacy implications. If you've got a <laughs> Samsung, well, that's, that's a separate issue well, entirely. You could, you could, if you just turn on the, uh, the facial recognition and use nothing else with the note. Don't do it, Jeremy. Don't, don't, don't turn on facial. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't be like that. Use, use, use your fingerprint, man. Come on. Okay. So we have, uh, we have another question and this one is actually an audio question. Um, so I believe we'll play a segment of that one right Right now and then we'll get to uh, us answering it. Hey everyone, my name is Rahul from Toronto originally. I listen to your show every week as soon as it comes out because it's just one of those things that helps me feel like I'm still kind of at home. So thank you for your amazing work and please keep it up. I wanted to comment quickly on your discussion from last week. I thought it was a really great one. Uh, I think it's equally great that Canadians can now benefit from unlocked phones uh, for free. That's really cool. But I think it opens up an interesting opportunity for, you know, smaller, scrappier players like Freedom to do some interesting stuff. So the same way they have their whole bring your own device program and promotion, I wonder if they'll make a marketing push to release ad campaigns and all relating to switch over your device carrier, unlock your phone. And I'm not sure if the bigger carriers will 
engage in such campaigns. So just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks again for a great show, guys. Take care. Uh, so as the resident freedom man, Samir, would you like to take this one first? Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, Rahul, I'm really sorry. I, I don't think that we're going to see carriers advertising um, that they're going to be unlocking things for free. Uh, I think it's important information for consumers, and I certainly think it's important information for people to have in general. Um, but no, I, I, I don't think that, that some of the smaller players and, and even some of the flanker brands are going to start advertising that kind of thing. Uh, still, I, I think that the important takeaway is that the larger carriers are going to start selling you know, unlocked devices. So it really, this, this whole unlocking fee ban thing only in my mind seems to apply to people who have you know two or three year old devices people who have or sorry let's say year two year three year old like older devices people who are switching over to newer phones people who are buying new phones outright from from OEMs um, they're really not going to be that affected by this ban I think it's going to be you know people who again who've been with Rogers or Bell or Telus or whomever for a very long time and their devices are just locked to the network and now they don't have to worry about it I think that's fair. What do you think, Rose? Well, I agreed. And I also think, um, so I think Freedom will start advertising eventually, but they're not going to while they're still somewhat unsure about whether their network will be able to handle all devices, um, all unlocked devices. But I think they'll probably will eventually because it's it's a it's a good marketing point. Um, as for Bell, Rogers, and Telus, they, that's a big heck no because they don't want people to know that they're have that impediment and that it was removed um they, they're not going to want to alert people of that fact if they don't already know it so neither of you think like a a, a budget focused brand kind of kind of like freedom is going to tout that in any way no i do think that oh, freedom, you, do, you yeah. think we're, you we're don't. actually we're, we're, You're we're on off the side, opposite side yeah, of yeah. the spectrum yeah. samir you don't think that they will but rose does yeah okay and we'll see we'll see who's right and honestly i i hope rose is right i think it's a very smart decision on freedom's part so we'll, we'll see a year and a year and a half yeah from now. i mean Hopefully eventually it went, while it's still you know unclear whether their network will work with uh some unlocked devices it, they're not going to do it because that's not going to be good press. But eventually, if that works itself out, if they manage to fix that, then yeah. But I think all my opinions kind of down the middle. Uh, obviously, the big players aren't going to do it because they don't want people to know about this. I think if any Canadian carrier does, it would be Freedom. But I also don't think that they actually will um, because I don't think that their infrastructure can handle it. And there's the whole issue with uh, carriers what would you call carrier side updates what do people like carrier settings yeah. updates carrier yeah. settings updates would need to be pushed out to specific devices and there's the whole compatibility problem mm -hmm. too with certain phones um so I, I just don't see them advertising at this time but maybe if they come up with some kind of comprehensive uh over the air solution for that we may we might actually see it um so yeah th those were the two uh reader questions for this week um, so thanks so much for sending those in and, and keep those coming. This is something that we want to make like a regular feature on the syrup cast. So, um, yeah, totally. And especially if you, if you have something, um, something of particular interest and you want to send it in, um, voice format, that's also great as well. Cause we're going to continue including those in the podcast. Um, so I think that wraps things up. Shout outs time. Samir, what is your shout out? Uh, I would like to shout out to the United States of America um, for two reasons. One good, one not so good at all. So congratulations, Doug Jones, and to the people of Alabama. You did a very good thing in voting in Doug Jones to Senate. That was a smart decision. To the Federal Communications Commission, 
uh, to the to the chairman Ajit Pai and to the two Republican commissioners who voted to repeal Obama era net neutrality regulations. That was not a smart decision, and I really, really wish that you guys had not done that because this is going to affect a lot of people, and it's going to hurt a lot of people. The good news, however, of course, is that there's still the court system, but that's going to take a while. But either way, good job, America, and also not so good job, America. And I should mention that we're not we're not like I, I know we're in Canada, and this doesn't directly affect us, but we we are uh, working on a feature in partnership with Betakit. Um, about this subject that you should see in the, probably the next couple of days uh, regarding how it's going to affect Canadian startups and Canadian carriers and, and just Canada in general, because um, we do expect that there'll be some sort of ripple effect, uh, regardless of the, of the fact that net neutrality is still a thing in Canada, thankfully. Um, so, Rose, what's your shout out? Yeah, along the same lines, I just want to give my shout out directly to Commissioner Mignon Clyburn, who just gave this super, super stirring um, speech about about net neutrality and it was a eulogy and it was just really amazing and i like pat you saw i was tearing up i was I, like I holy, did, holy I did, crap i did hear segments of it it was very passionate yeah it was amazing um so watch that if you can she knows what's what and then and then pour one out for net neutrality absolutely and also consider uh commissioner michael o'reilly who stated in his speech that he was hurt by the comment that he looked like a potato Take a look at his picture. See whether you agree or not. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm being hurtful because the internet is being ruined. I had like a funny thing, but I should not say it. Um, so my my shout out, uh, of course, bringing things back to uh, lowbrow things that don't really matter. Uh, my shout out is to PUBG. Uh, it's Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for the Xbox One. Um, I recently got a code, tried it out. I talked a lot of trash about this game on the internet over the last couple of months because it was PC exclusive. Um, I think the name is ridiculous. I think the game in many ways is an absolute positive disaster. Um, it's ugly. It's laggy. It plays horribly. Uh, but it's one of those rare gems. And I now understand what PC players saw in the title um, where all those issues can kind of be pushed aside because the inherent concept of the title is just so incredibly compelling. Um, so it's what you would describe um, as a battle royale game. It's kind of a, a new genre in the video game industry. Um, you start off on a map with 100 players, uh, and it's just an all-out deathmatch. So it's the last player standing wins. And what's fascinating about it for me is you don't really need to play it where you're like run and gun, Terminator Rambo style, killing everyone in sight. Um, I've been playing it where I spend a lot of time hiding. Like I'll, I'll hide in a house for a good 10 minutes, uh, and the amount of tension that comes from those situations sometimes is something that I haven't experienced in a game before. Uh, like there's one instance where I was, I was hiding in a house um, and I heard a motorcycle coming and the guy saw me through the window, um, but he didn't get off his motorcycle and go in the house or anything and try to chase me around. Instead, he just circled the house for the next 10 minutes like I was in Mad Max or something, <laughs> trying to like freak me out into coming outside. Um, I didn't, and then he eventually went away. Uh, but, but I mean, there's, there's situations like that where I've never really encountered them in a game before um and they're very organic and not scripted and i've i've really appreciated that um hopefully they make the game not garbage at some point though which which would be nice um so i mean yeah that that's our shout outs for this week rose where can everybody find us on the internet oh they can find us at mobile syrup on twitter on instagram on youtube on facebook and um they can find me personally at rose bahar on twitter you can find me at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke on Twitter, uh, complaining about things usually. 
You can find me on Twitter at Samir Chabra 94 also complaining about things and now ranting about why net neutrality is important. Yeah, and you you were in CanCon last week and you had a you had a pretty passionate discussion with, with yes, Douglas. Yes, it was. It was it was a rousing discussion about about truth, liberty and justice. So people should totally check that out as well. Um so yeah, that, that's it for this week's Syrupcast. I think Igor has some interesting things planned for the last two episodes of this year. Uh, so be on the lookout for that and uh, thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.